gross. But you can't wear a gator. Okay. It's so gross. Hello, oh, everybody. Geez. Hello, everybody. I'm awake. Making sure Hoppy's paying Jeez. attention over there. Welcome to Off the Cup with Hoppy and Hobbs. This guy over here is Hobbs, and that guy is... I'm Hoppy, man. How you doing? Good morning. And uh, <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at Off the Cup Pod, Instagram, Off the Cup Podcast, Facebook page, Off the Cup Podcast. And just so you know... I have fun starting the show when Hoppy doesn't know we're starting. It's, it's just like <laughs> random. I mean, I was in deep thought right there. Mid-conversation. Yes. Show just randomly starts. That's awesome. So, Did you mention we're global? No, I didn't. I didn't. But worldwide. I will mention this is episode number 11. Sweet. We started on June 2nd with a dream, and we're 11 episodes in That's to awesome. our dream. And when I say a dream... We thought about broadcasting sports games and things like that, like when we were kids. Oh, yeah. We've known each other since, you know, we were very young, uh, just high school, pre-high school age, right around there. And this has been a dream of ours forever. You, you remember you, you had the cassette tape and you had to like put tape if you didn't have a blank one you had to, and you're like, oh, I'm going to record over, you know, Toto or whatever. And then you put tape over it so you could record. That was fun. Yeah, and we always talked about uh, wanting to do um, HBO style uh, game broadcasts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because we always thought game broadcasts would be better if they sounded like they were from a regular person that talked like normal people. Yeah. Um, so, thank you for uh, enjoying or being a part of our dream coming true of being broadcasters. Is and, this- uh, it's been fun getting some of the feedback. They go, you know, this is, it's, it's interesting because they know us and here we are talking about stuff and they go, I hear other stuff. And it's like, I like, listen, you guys, I'm like, well, I appreciate that, man. You know? Yeah, it's great. And uh, my biggest feedback is, man, that first episode, you guys sound like you were in an echo chamber. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We had two episodes where the computer settings were wrong and it messed it all up, but we got it fixed now. Can I tell you a quick little story? Of course. Okay. So, um, I would think it was my sixth year six year of pro ball. And you know me, I'm always like the first one at the clubhouse. And so spring training and, and I get there early and, and, uh, Dick Dietz, um, it was my manager and I go, Hey, Skip, how you doing? You know, um, how was your off season, whatever da, da. And then I go, what are your, what are my chances for, uh, starting for you this year? You know, just kind of being candid and he leans back, but he's like, you know, 300 pounds. He's a big boy. And he just kind of leans back and goes, Hoppy, you ever thought about a career in broadcasting? <laughs> and I was like, stonewalled. I'm like, uh, Skip? He goes, well, because, you know, you got a good voice and you got enough BS stories, there'd never be any dead air. <laughs> and plus, you got a face for radio. I'm like, okay, so I'm going to be your utility guy again. All right, got it, Skip. Thanks, man. Yeah. And I walked out and I was like laughing as I'm like, face for radio. Oh, that can't be good. <laughs> and now you know where Hoppy Stories were born in that, yes. that segment that we were on every other yes. week. <laughs> good old Skip. Dick Deeds, man. It's uh, great. So uh, just just want to say thanks for everybody for being a part of this. Thanks, this everybody. Is, uh, this is wonderful. And yeah. this was probably the best three minutes we've done all year. Yeah, yeah. Worldwide. <laughs> Global. <laughs> all right. So we don't usually get into too many serious topics. Um, so we're going to get into one in a second, but first I just want to let you guys know what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, what what bring, do you think of that? Hoppy? Bring up the lineup. All right. So we're going to talk about, we're going to do five in the kitchen with Hoppy, mm-hmm. uh, with some serious hard hitting questions. 
We're going to talk about um, Padres pitching coach. We're going to talk a little about Ty French, Franchi Candero, Luis Urias. Hoppy doesn't know this, but we're going to talk about the MLB possibility of having a playoff bubble. I forgot Ooh. to tell you about that. Bubbles. Um, the NCAA season for football, soccer, that kind of thing. We're going to talk about that. Um, we're also going to give you something fun. Fun. To watch uh, special videos that you're going to want to watch that are funny as <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so funny, I can't even say the word. Can't even say shh. <laughs> funny shh. We usually get t-shirts that say that. But first, we're going to do something a little serious. Oh, serious. We don't usually get super serious on this podcast, but this is kind of an interesting topic. <clears throat> Surf Cup Sports um, released a white paper yesterday on the effects of COVID-19 on uh, soccer clubs in San Diego County. Um, they identified six top clubs in San Diego County San Diego Surf, Oceanside Breakers, Carlsbad City FC or SC, Albion Soccer Club, Rebel Soccer Club, and San Diego Soccer Club. And that represents, you know, San Diego County from Oceanside to Chula Vista. Um, They collected training data over an eight-week period that encompassed all of their players, their their, uh, practice sessions, um, COVID cases at the clubs, coaches, players, all of the above to track any transmissions. Um, Together, the soccer community had over 6,500 players and over 260 coaches participate in over 143,000 soccer sessions outdoors. Wow. Socially distant, all of that. There were only 15 confirmed cases, all transmitted outside of soccer, mostly by siblings for the younger kids. And I think there were only two coaches that, that tested positive. Um, resulting in a 0.0104% positive rate per session. Point. Point zero one zero one of 1%. Right. right. 0.01%. And um, basically their conclusion is, um, and this is coming from the white paper, the data tells a story. Kids playing soccer outdoors in a safe environment do not contract or tr- transmit COVID at a material rate. That's right. that's what they decided. Um, so physically, what they were worried about is physical activity levels dropped by an alarming 50% compared to pre COVID levels. Yeah. And, and I think that's, that's the, that's the bigger picture. I mean, I know you got the COVID and it's a, and it's a real deal and it's a big deal, but what is it doing to half our population? These kids, I mean, you've got kids, I've got kids. My kids are bouncing off the wall, not having anything to do. Yeah. And, and as many athletes, young athletes as we know, they're all just going literally crazy. Yeah. And and they're uh on the iPad constant, all the, all constantly. Day. Constantly. Um I live on a street where they can't play out front and they can't play on our street. Mm-hmm. So they're relegated to playing in the backyard. They don't have a lot of friends around, so they can't go out and play with their friends and right. so they're literally all you know, to talk to friends, they have to be FaceTiming mm-hmm. and which are on the kids phone do or texting. Ton. Yeah. And they play games again, you know, online, but those are, uh, seated on a couch, laying in a bed, right? Stagnant, maybe sitting in the backyard. If it's not 105, Ugh. you know, yeah. um, and there isn't a lot of physical activity. It's, I, I have a trampoline. It's too hot to go on the trampoline right, right now. They can't even go on it. So not a lot of physical activity. Um, Surf Cup Sports said, if extrapolated to the rest of the country, this could be the least physically active that children have ever been. I would, I would agree one hundred percent, one hundred percent. It's, 
think of how many it, little league softball and 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 soccer and basketball and all these things that are going on, but these that we've said no, you can't. Yeah, and you know because it's for your health. Yeah, and really what we're doing is, you know, suppressing their ability to be active, which is healthy. Yeah. So it says following the widespread cancellation of school and spring sports, 33% up from 10%, 38, uh, 38% reported moderate to severe depression and 35% reported moderate to severe anxiety. Um, females have been particularly affected with 40 to 45% reporting moderate severe symptoms of depression, anxiety, uh, just depression and anxiety respectively. Yeah. It's, and so um, National CDC confirms the risk of hospitalization for children aged under 18 um, is low. July 25th, the CDC released, uh, released a report on morbidity and mortality rates, citing a total of 576 hospitalizations for kids under 18 since March 1st. And, and what was the death rate on that? Um, doesn't say. I believe it was zero. But... Um, Realistically, what's happened is um, Surf Cup Sports, in conjunction with a bunch of soccer clubs in San Diego County, um, they did um, camps. Mm -hmm. Not specific training sessions, but they've been running camps for the last eight weeks. And they took the time to put all the numbers together. And um, they haven't shown any transmission from practicing soccer. Right. Well, and, and you know, if you try to compare it to the flu or getting the cold, which... We never do because, well, it's so prevalent. Getting the getting a cold, you know, I got the flu. Dude. You know, I mean, think about how many cases, if we were to grade that on a worldwide or you know, nationwide, those numbers would be crazy, you know? And then there are stuff when you can check, but the numbers are high, right? I mean, people get the flu, people get a cold, you know, and, and they 143,000 sessions. And they had 15? 15 cases, and none of them were transmitted at the... During, during all that practice. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> 13 players, I think, and two coaches yeah. or something like that. You, and you can um, see the data at surfcupsports.com slash news. They have the white paper posted. Um, it's really interesting. And I, I think one of the, the important things here is since the very beginning, the, you know, in March when this all started coming around here in the United States... It was all about flattening the curve, and everybody has learned how to flatten the curve, right? We're doing a pretty good job. Face masks work. If if people weren't wearing face masks, how bad would this be? I don't know, but it, it would be worse. Like, more people most likely would be dying, right? Well, well more more people get it, Absolutely. which, of course, your percentage would go right. up. And right, and then our, there's a possibility of our hospitals being overwhelmed, and then more people because well, there's that, less care. That was, that was like the big... Yeah. The big thing was, hey, yeah. we got to put a, a squelch on this because the hospitals won't be able to to maintain it. So right. everything got activated and all yeah. that stuff. And then when it actually came down to it, well, people did a good job. Yeah, they did a good job to where it didn't, you know, knock down the hospitals as yeah. far as all and, that stuff. And then when it started to relax, there was a bump, and then everything got shut down again, and now it's smoothing out again. And I, hopefully, people take the time to realize that. You know, it does work like the, mm -hmm. the, the couple of things that you have to do, um, right. like wear a mask at the grocery store or whatever. It's not necessarily about you. It's about somebody else. Right. I mean, if, if one thing that came to me when I became a parent, I, I started caring more about other people um, that I didn't really care before I was a parent. Like, right. I just really cared about myself. And I, I 
in a situation like this, I mean, if they say wear a mask so somebody else's grandma or mom or whatever mm-hmm. doesn't get sick, I, I mean, it's fine with me. I don't really care. I wear a neck gaiter for most most of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I I just don't want somebody else to die because of me. Right. And that that's the whole point. I mean, it, I think when everybody said you need to wear a mask, you were more worried about other people than you. Well, no, the mask is to protect you from if you have it because you're asymptomatic, whatever, from you mm. giving it to somebody. That's right. When, when I think that mentality, that wasn't the way when it first came out. Right. Right. So, you know, you go to the store, you go to, you know, drive through, you have to have a mask. Okay. Big deal. Okay. I, I got it. I'll do it. Yeah. I don't have to wear it in my car. I don't have to wear it when nobody's around me when I'm walking through right. the parking lot, but I get to where people are around me, throw the mask over my face, spend 10 minutes, get out of the store, take it back off. And I'm, fine. yeah. But I mean, geez, it's like I get it. I get it, and it, it's not that hard. But also, it's it's <clears throat> we've gotten away from normal, right? And 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 I I don't like the term new normal because I I don't want this to be the new normal. Mm-hmm. I don't want to feel like part of my daily attire is what mask am I going to wear? Oh, my mask doesn't match my shoes, so Ooh. you know I, I've got to switch it up, right? Um, but you know if we can get back to some sort of normalcy. Because I'll be honest, my mindset from March 16th to today is completely different. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I have zero filter. My patience level is is the same rate as this, 0.01. <laughs> I've got none. I've got none. Um, and Does and that I, have anything to do with not being able to find a store that has a desk for your kids? Okay. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Is this just going to lead right into online learning and yeah, doing because, some stuff? Yeah, because I needed to go buy a Chromebook, and there are no good Chromebooks anywhere anymore. Right. You can't you can't find a solid Chromebook. You can buy the lowest level Chromebook that's like eighty four dollars, mm-hmm. but you want to get that mid level Samsung Chromebook so you can have a decent experience. You can't even buy one anymore. Man, okay, so I I went um, to create a, a learning station for my kids. I got three kids, and all all three of them. Are, are, you know, getting ready for this online learning. So, um, well, we got to get desks because their rooms weren't prepared to, you know, house schooling in it. So we go get, a, 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 I won't name the place, um, but we found a desk. I'm like, okay, so this is for my oldest great desk, like it. And now I got to find one for my, my middle daughter. Boom, found a desk, like it. Got a couple chairs, go up to the guy, said, all right, I want to get that one and that one. He goes, okay, I got that one. Uh, let me check on this one. Um, oh, and by the way, it's it's on sale. So I'm like, sweet, getting a deal. Oh, we don't have that in stock. Let me check the other stores. Perfect. Thank you very much. You're so considerate. Uh, none of the other stores have them. Oh, and let me check the warehouse. Wow, this guy's going to the end to help me out. Oh, not in the warehouse either. Um, I said, okay, well, uh, can I buy the display? He's like, no. I'm like, well, why not? He goes, would you like for me to explain to you why I can't sell you the display? I'm like, well, yes, I want to know. And he's like, well, if you bought it, I wouldn't be able, and you returned it, I wouldn't be able to give you that item back. I said, I don't want to bring it back. I can see it right now. <laughs> I, I'm not going to, it's not damaged. Um, Why don't you just write as is no refund and I can buy it right now. I can't do that. I said, okay, well, give me that desk, those chairs, and let me get out of here because I got to go hunt 
to find another desk. And it, it, it totally took over. I was so heated. And my oldest daughter's like, dad, I'm like, no, that guy, come on, he can sell it. He can do it. Well, this used to be America, right? (laughs) It used to be America. And so I left the store spending a bunch of money and being ticked off about it over a desk. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And I mean, technically they don't have to sell you anything, right? They don't, but the store's (laughs) open. You want to make money, sir? Sell the debt. I'll even pay the regular price. I don't even need the sale price. (laughs) Give me the regular price. There's no desks. There's no desks anywhere. We had to buy a desk online and have it shipped to us and like, okay, hopefully this desk works. (laughs) Did, Did you enjoy the three hours it took with minimal instruction? I haven't, I haven't set it up yet. Well, I enjoyed my three hours with minimal instruction. It was great. <laughs> two, two day project. Uh, was the were the directions in English? Oh, it, it, there was multiple languages, but it's oh, it's good. just no words. It's just like an arrow, and then you get the okay. <laughs> and there's seven different types of screws, and it doesn't say which one goes where. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, screw. Was, uh, it's like uh, it's okay. E- it's even worse when the little letter stickers fall off because you can't tell which one's which. There was two on one. Oh. <laughs> And I'm like, well, uh, 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 that makes it a little harder. Cause you know, you've built something and put the wrong piece on and then you're like, Oh wait. Uh, and then you have to go back. Yeah. And you have and to it, start all over. And you're just like steaming. And the air conditioner's never quite cold enough and you're sweating. And they're and- asking you questions. Daddy, can you, no, I can't do this right now. <laughs> like I said, zero. go get in the pool. Go get in the pool. Isn't it shower time? Get your James, go to bed. <laughs> But dad, it's one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, geez. I don't, <laughs> and, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, you can crank on the AC all you want. You're going to drip sweat putting a desk in. Yeah, Got that, folks? Yeah. Be ready. Have a sweat rag and you know, just get after it. Crank that AC. All right, here we go. Five oh. in the kitchen for Hoppy. Let's oh, go sh- back to sports. Let's transition. <sighs> Let's transition back to dun, sports. Dun. All okay. right. These are hard-hitting questions. Hard-hitting. So be prepared. And uh, uh, folks, I have not told Hoppy off, what these questions are. Off the these, cup. These, these are off the cup. This is square off the edge of the oh. grass and just <laughs> nails you and puts you on the ground. Off the cup, five in the kitchen. That only happened twice. <laughs> At least it didn't hit you in the face. Yeah. All right. Oh, face wait, that did happen too. Face for, uh, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Flashbacks. Thank you, Texas. Just ready for this. All right. Can Chris Paddock pitch with a 93 mile an hour fastball like he tried to do the other night or last night? <sighs> Well, yeah, he can. Not the way he pitches with a straight fastball up in the zone. No, no, you, he's going to have to uh, he got alleviate licked. what he's doing. But can he be effective at 93? Yes. Well, that's where he's been multiple times Mrs. this year. Fox. Not 98 where he used to live. He's throwing 93. Yeah. No, 93 topping at 94. Fastball's up in the zone, and they're leaving the yard at a pretty fancy pace. When he's throwing 98, nobody's hitting him. But when he's throwing 94 and there's no movement on that four seam, well, you know, are leaving. You know, I mean, 93 up in the zone gets hammered. Yeah. 96 in the zone, swing and miss. Or a pop-up. Or, or yeah. Foul ball. You know? So uh, yeah. uh, it, it different pitch sequences. Right. So yes. literally, Paddock will have to change the way he pitches Correct. if he's throwing 93 miles an Yes. Hour. 100%. It's not the same guy. All right. Thank you. So I guess that's a no then. <laughs> he cannot pitch at, he cannot 93, pitch at the way, 93 the way he does. Okay. Way. All, right. All right. I knew we'd get there. I just had to do a little convincing. All right. Is it worth having Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge on your team if they're on the IL half the time? Um, only if you have a supporting cast that will keep you uh, above water until they're healthy 
But they're until both they, they're both on the aisle at the same oh, time. It's, but it's every year, right? I mean, what, what uh, Stanton's is his a rib cage? Yeah, I didn't even pay. attention And then to Judge what. is a calf. Yeah. Oh, it's a sixty-game season. I mean, you're gonna yeah. lose them for a, a third of the season at least. Well, I mean, right now Judge isn't costing you, you know, a ton of money. Stanton is thirty million a year, something like that. Yeah, to not play, to not play. So, <laughs> can they overcome it and still make the playoffs? The can, they, can, can they win the division without Stanton and Judge? Yeah. All right. There's Hoppy yeah. going out on a limb. We're gonna they, mark no. That the, they, they, yeah, they they can. They've got enough bats. You mean Garrett Cole having like a, the longest streak ever of straight games without a loss or something? Dude, he's talk about just knowing. Okay, I'm gonna go win today. All right, give me one run. That's all I need. It's he's 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 good. All right. Question number three. Can the Padres continue to win with the offense they are getting from the catcher position and from left field? Oh, no. If one of them hits, yes. I mean, we've gone to the NLDH. So you assume. And that's why I threw in left field because Pham's mostly DHing now and they've been having Jorge uh, Mateo and Jerks and Profar play left field. I I don't I don't I I think you you stick with the Fam Grisham Myers outfield and you take the hot bat at second which lately has been Cronenworth hitting and, over three hundred baby and you roll with it um it, the catching situation makes me vomit um so positives this week out of hedges dropping down sack bunts uh-huh. uh hitting home runs getting. Hitting the ball more solid, better getting a couple bats, of base hits, yeah. good, better at bats. And in a tough series with the Dodgers, he looked like the starting catcher. Yes. If you don't look at the batting average and you don't look at, you know, you just watch that bats and the positives that were going towards the batting lineup and the things that were going on, mm-hmm. he looked like the starting catcher to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, baseball's a confidence thing. It doesn't even have to be on the baseball field. If you're doing something off the baseball field that you feel manly about or studly about or confident about, you step on the field and it totally changes your perspective. But when you get into a slump and you're trying, he he was trying to hit. Yeah, it makes it hard. It makes it super hard. And that ball looks like a tic tac coming up there. I uh, I I want Hedges catching. He's just a better receiver. And I think it will also solidify your pitching staff. I, I mean, can you say? I mean, would, did Hedges start the game when Paddock threw? I didn't catch that or not. Yeah, you know, I did. I, I just. Um, but high fastballs at ninety three don't work well. But with with two positions not hitting, you're you're basically yeah, just two spots in the lineup two every spots day. In the lineup. Is, is not you can hitting. deal with one, you can't deal with two. Yeah. So I think they need to get back to their regular rotation where they were doing well, and it was more set. I, I think guys are coming to the ballpark not knowing if they're going to play today. Well, look at the what happened when the Padres faced the Dodgers with Urias. The lineup was completely different, right? So your three hitters now batting two. You know, Machado his his average is down, but man, is he hitting the ball hard? Everything he hits hard. It's just going right to people right now. It's just bad luck. But if I'm if I'm a three hitter and I show up at the part and I'm bat I'm batting second, it changes everything. Yeah, not it. Not the approach, but 
how long I, I'm in the dugout before my first at bat, mm-hmm. um, who I'm batting after, who's batting. It changes everything. It's just a, it's a different feel. And when you're that type of hitter, you want to have the same feel, the same consistency and be yeah. prepared the same way every day. Um, you, you don't want to feel uncomfortable. This, I mean, this whole thing, like where you hit in the lineup, you, you develop that mentality. I mean, this can go, but you can go back to Mantle and Maris way back. I mean, Mickey Mantle hit four, right? And then when they moved him to three, it, he went crazy. You know, I mean, we've played with guys that they know they hit in the four spot, right? Or they know they hit leadoff. And when it, it just because it's a different, you know, starting lineup, they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa what's going on? And there goes your mental part. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, so I think that I'm not a big fan of, you know, 60 games, 60 lineups. Yeah, it's not a good thing. I mean, what is wrong with getting... Roll with your horses, put them in their spots, and when you need to take somebody else, throw somebody in the same spot. If you don't know your lineup right now, how many games into it, if you don't know what your lineup is... Well, you need to get it. Yeah. That that should be number one. Find my lineup, stick with it, and and roll. Right. And when you need to sub somebody out, put them in the exact same spot. Yeah. Like yeah. if Machado's batting third and you need to start somebody else at third base, first of all, you DH Machado uh-huh. and then you throw that guy in the nine spot. Whatever. Right. Yeah. But you don't if Machado's out, you throw somebody else in the three spot. If you wanna if you want to, you know, if you go to Tommy Pham and say, hey, we're thinking about batting you third tomorrow, you feel comfortable with that? And he's like, sure. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. let me, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. You know, I'm, I'm in, I'm, I've been batting cleanup, but I, I can handle batting third. I've done it, right. you know, X amount of times in my career. I feel comfortable. Yeah. You know, instead of just showing up and we don't know this is true because we're not in there, but just showing up at the ballpark and it's like, oh, I'm batting seventh today. Oh my gosh. Jerickson Profar is batting cleanup. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, uh, yeah. Um, he was batting ninth yesterday. He's batting fourth today. Tomorrow he's batting seventh, and then he's batting eighth. Yeah. Um, For the most part, I'm really happy with the way that Tingler's doing things, but I, <laughs> I think there needs to be some consistency in that lineup. Yeah, they're in the wild card race, so that's, yeah. that's fun to watch. Yes. Um, all right, so that was the... Is that number the, three? That was number three. All right, number four. Number four. So when I was watching the Dodger game the other night, um, Paddock and I think it was Paddock and Urias, and the Dodgers rolled out their lineup. I was like, oh my gosh, that is a lineup. Like Mookie Betts leading off, and they had Taylor and Pollock and Bellinger, Bellinger and Peterson One and scene. and uh, the third baseman, uh, Turner. Turner. I'm like, every single guy in the lineup can hit. And then you look at their pitching staff, and you're like, oh my gosh. Can the Padres lineup and starting pitching when the Dodgers is healthy match up with the Dodgers? How many games is the playoff going to be? If, I don't if know. you get to it, is it going to be five? I mean, they they split a four game. Yeah, but they won the first. The Padres won the first two games, and they're like, you could see they're like, we're just going to go out and sweep right. them. And the Dodgers are like, hey, hold on, yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna roll you the next two games. Like you, we weren't playing before, and we're gonna start playing now. And we're just gonna yeah. roll you. I mean, and even those the game is what six nothing and six two. I think they were tight ball games until the seventh. You know, yeah. the home run by Turner in seventh with three of them, it was two nothing at that point. So, um, can they beat them as, as no? A, can they stack up? I'm not, can they I'm stack not up? like if you look at the Dodgers lineup and the Padres lineup and the Dodgers pitching staff and the Padres pitching staff, 
and you had to pick, which one would you pick? I'm, I'm kind of leaning. I, I'll I, tell you what. Well, no, give, give you me. You give me Dustin May and Luis Urias. And, and like, I I think I'd, mm. I'd, I'd have to roll with the Dodgers minus uh, Kenley Jansen. Which is funny because he's throwing 92 and he's more effective. Um, man. And you put the Dodgers lineup against anybody, and there's no the, you, the Dodgers are just stacked. stacked. I mean, they're just it's it's stupid. It's like an all star team, literally, because they yeah. go and they got everybody. But I mean, they're they're loaded. There's no joke. Uh, I mean, you have to play a they, perfect game to beat them. Yeah, you got to play your game and hope that they don't play their best game. Yeah, I mean, really, and mm-hmm. it's going to be one play. It's going to be an error or you know, a pitch selection on a pop up or whatever. They're good. And I think that, I mean, everybody in the National League, or at least National League West, is how do you make the playoffs with the Dodgers in your division? Well, thank God. There's, there's a wild card. There's, there's eight teams, and, <laughs> and you know. But, yeah, I mean, I, I talked about this in early, early in our uh, massive collection of uh, podcasts. Since June 2nd? Yes, that if you're not going to pitch with the Dodgers, you have to bang with the Dodgers. So you got to go get bats that can bang with the Dodgers. And they've, they, they've changed the the mentality of our lineup with the Padres. Yeah. But the other night and, they had, they've gotten away from it. Yeah. They bit. had the other night they had Edwin, they had Oliveris, Mateo and Brofar in the lineup and they hadn't played, you know? Yeah. Whoa. Got some tunes rolling in here. I like it. It's on vibrate. So, uh, yeah, I mean, is it a little cat and mouse? Is it? Is it? We're going to be vanilla after the two. Um, I don't know. I'm, but you're going after wins. I think you got to. Like I said, I think you need consistency in the lineup, flat out. Yeah. So I, I agree. I, I hope Mateo comes out and steals a hundred bags in in fifty games. Great. You know, that'd be but, wonderful. But you got to get on base first. Yeah. Yeah. All right, question number five of number the longest five. five in the kitchen ever. I yes. told you it'd be a tough one. This is okay. this this one. At the one third point of the season, who's the favorite to win the World Series? Oh. And just remember the Cardinals have only played five games. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> and everybody else has played somewhere between seventeen and twenty one. Oh uh, man. Except for the Marlins. Um I'm gonna I'm going to say the Cubs. 13 and 3, baby. I, I, They're one I, of the teams that haven't played because they had to play the Cardinals or the Marlins and they had some games. I, I like stuff. the Cubs. Um, they're in all this rigmarole and all this, they're having fun. I mean, Rizzo's handing out hand sanitizer to the runners at first. <laughs> I mean, um, and, you know, ragging the right fielder because he threw a ball up out of Wrigley onto the porch where people were watching the game and it, he makes a great throw to get it up there and they throw it back <laughs> <laughs> and Rizzo's ragging them. So, um, yeah, the Cubs, you know, um, 13 and four now, I guess. Thirteen lost and four. Yeah. Oh, well that is, that changes in my mind now. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like the Cubs. Um, I think it would probably end up being, uh, you know, Cubs and Padres. <laughs> in the World Series, in, in the <laughs> two na- national league teams, in the national league, national na- league championship, two national league teams um, playing in the World Series. No, but I, I, I think the the Cubs will end up um, it, getting to the the national league uh, championship series. So, anyway, <laughs> speaking right. of that, hey, give me some American league. Well, uh, give me some American league there. Um, okay, well, I mean, can it? Can I get into? 
You can get into whatever you want. I mean, I only asked you who you th- who was your favorite to win, so you don't the have favorite to, to win. Mm-hmm. You picked you picked the Cubs. We're good. All right, let's move on. What <laughs> happens if the season ended today? If the season ended today, I did some uh, fact checking, and um, I'm going to give you the top eight in the National League and top eight in the American League. Uh, the Cubs are the number one seed in the National League with the Marlins two, Colorado three. Whoop whoop. The Dodgers four, Atlanta five, Cincinnati six, the Padres seven, and the Mets eight. The numbers aren't exactly right. This is from last night. Well, the Reds are nine and eleven, and the Padres are eleven and ten. I understand. It's it it goes the top two teams in each division. All right, and then the two best okay. remaining. Okay, cool. Yeah, I had to look that up, I too. Didn't, I didn't know that. I'm yeah. just going by the no, uh, wild card numbers. No, no, it's top two top two in each division. Okay. And then the then the runner-ups, or and then the, the best two records overall. All right. Okay? So that would, so your your opening series zzz would be Cubs and Mets. Boop, boop. Padres, Marlins, Colorado, Cincinnati, and Dodgers, Atlanta. Based on the seeds, okay, okay, we'll go with your seeds. And, oh yeah, this, this I just did this last night. I know you got this. Okay, and then the American League. There's man, you want to talk about wacky? Um, the Oakland A's are your number one seed right now, with the Yankees being number two, Minnesota three, Baltimore is your four seed. Yeah, Baltimore. Uh, Cleveland's your five. Texas is six. Tampa Bay. Gets the first wild card, even though they're in third place in, in a tough division. They're the seven, and then Detroit, Detroit the Tigers, Detroit Tigers, turning it around playoffs with an eight seed and have to face the mighty Athletics of Oakland. So, um, yeah, I mean, there would be some interesting, but you, there's teams you don't see. You don't see the Red Sox. You don't see the Phillies. You don't see the Nationals. I'm surprised that the two and three record for the Cardinals didn't get them in the playoffs. I know. You know, I think it's bias. <laughs> Probably some travel league dads. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, this is interesting. Uh, you, you've got injuries, a bunch of injuries to some some guys. Uh, Strauss left game early. Uh, he also got you know, thrown out from the stands. So that's, that's pretty so cool. awesome. <laughs> Come on, Blue. Somebody somebody voted uh, or somebody had posted that uh, he just made some extra money going, hey, I bet I can get kicked out of the game from the stands. <laughs> plus, plus, it's hot out here, so I don't want to sit out here and watch the games. So. They're not selling hot dogs. I can't get I, I can't. There's no fans that trade for hot, balls so for hot dogs. Funny. So, um, but yeah, I guess the, the strike zone that day was just ridiculous. Now, I got a conspiracy theory here as far as the umpires. If you're watching the game, oh my God. God, I've seen so many pitches that are legitimately out of the zone. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, I mean, you're like, whoa. Well, the the pitches, the, the umpire yesterday in the Padre game, he was a shin to shoulders strike zone. Like their pitches were two or three inches below the it zone. It was hot. Yeah. It was hot. Why did they have the roof open? <laughs> It was 114 degrees. Everybody wanted to get out of there. Oh, my God. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I, but, I, yeah, I mean, the, the big thing, now you got all these catching gurus going, that's great receiving. For who? Huh? For who? For whoever. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't, you know. Your favorite nickname, uh, Flinch, had some great receiving. Oh, my God. Mm. Flinch? Flinch, man. Yeah. <laughs> 
It, 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 it troubles me as a ball guy, a baseball guy watching the game and at the highest level and you're seeing just not good baseball <laughs> at some points. Um, I mean, there was a, a I think a down a run, one out, ball in the corner, guy with wheels. You take that chance and try to get that triple. Oh, yeah. And we your pull up field, a second. Your center fielder's pulling up a second. And I'm looking, and the whole reason he doesn't know whether to go or not is because he's looking at the ball in the right field corner as he's going instead of half, you know, as soon as you make that turn, you're like, I'm going to, you got to find the third base coach and he's wheeling the hell out of you. And you know, you just got to keep going, but no, he looks two thirds of the way to the second base. He's still got his head around looking in the corner. Like, I wonder if I, no, you're not going. You, you decided that you didn't know I'm going to take my double, but aggressive, which is what we, we really loved about the Padres well, yeah, the early beginning of the season. Yeah. That that should have been a play where you go ahead and try to make that that triple. I mean, Eric Hosmer had his first stolen base since 2017 or something last Congratulations, night. Congratulations, Sir mm-hmm. Haas. That, that, that a boy. Wheels. Yeah, getting it yeah. done. Getting it done. Showing, showing off the power-hitting first baseman wheels. <laughs> All right, so that does it for five in the kitchen. But That's a good one. I guess um, I do want to talk about one more thing with the standings. Um, the second worst team in baseball is uh, one of your favorites. Boston. Yeah. Man, you want to talk about the falling off the tracks quick, man. The, I mean, injuries, losing players, and not just not playing the brand of baseball that the Red Sox are used to. They've they still got solid players, but I mean, Benatendi goes down. Uh, your pitching staff is is a train wreck. You, you know, Price is gone, sales recovering. Uh, Rodriguez is gone. That was your starting four when you won the World Series, and and now you got Avaldi, who's basically just you know picking up the slack. No, I kicked the bench. So um, you know, um, yeah, I mean, it comes down to pitching. This game comes down to pitching. If you don't have pitching, you're not going to outslug everybody all the time. So their pitching's down. Their lineup is is solid. Vasquez, Devers, Bogarts, Chavez. Bradley, Benatendi, I mean, th- those are all bats. All those guys play. Um, but they just haven't had the pitching. And um, it'll be interesting to see what happens if, if it comes down to trades, is uh, what the Red Sox want to do. There's going to be some really interesting trades. Yeah, it's really hard to win when you're minus 34 and run differential. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like if somebody wants a gold glove center fielder, you can go get Jackie Bradley Jr., you know, you want to give some some pieces, you know, go ahead and go get you a Bogarts or a Benatendi. It'll cost you, you know, or a Vasquez. I've already proposed a seven-for-one trade with the Padres for Christian Vasquez to come. Are you, are you sending all the players that the Padres have sent down? Yes, know, which, is France, a, which is a Josh Naylor, Lucchese. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you could legitimately, from the Padres taxi squad, have a hell of a trade bait, <laughs> hell of a trade bait. You could get some, you could get a couple guys with that stuff. So um, it'll be interesting coming up as the the teams kind of separate themselves. Like I, my first and foremost is like, what's going to happen with Lindor? I mean, what's Cleveland five seed? Okay, 
if it were to go today do you keep lindor they obviously have a good relationship with the indians so i mean do you just uh say that's great uh patino send you to the american league so we don't have to play against you and let's pick up lindor and bring back fran meal oh god could you imagine if he came back that 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 would be a party in that clubhouse do you see them dancing when they hit a home run now imagine if fran meal was back I'm back, baby. And he's singing yeah. songs. And <laughs> <laughs> now nah, I could have done without that. I what mean, are you talking yeah. about? It was fun. Yes, it was fun. Fun. It's like me singing. It's like yeah. okay, nice effort. Yeah, all right. So before we jump back on the Padre train, let's talk a little bit about the NCAA. Yeah, yeah. Big news coming out of uh, the NCAA. Um, not everybody's on the same page. Uh, you've got some. Big conferences that are like, nope, we're not going to play. And the other ones go, uh, we're playing and we're good. We're going to keep going. So the big names that are out, which includes San Diego State, <clears throat> you got the Mountain West Conference, the Western Athletic Conference, the WAC, and then the Big Ten and the Pac-12 which is basically all your California schools, all up and down the coast. Yeah, and that's uh, California politics. Pretty much wouldn't allow yeah. uh, that to happen. Yeah, they Those games they, they had their hand forced, but it's and you're going to play the PC game and say it's you know whatever. But I'm it's that is such a huge blow, a huge blow financially. Financially, I mean everybody knows that the football program at a D1 school basically pays for the entire athletic department for that institution. So <clears throat> whether it's it's you know TV money, you know sponsorships, whatever it is, ticket sales, that's all that's all gone. It's and that's going to be well detrimental. Hopefully they do play the season in the spring and they get that money back. Yeah. I mean it's it's hopeful, but they've, you know, they've canceled all all the fall sports. Um, but think about your spring, right? So you could have college basketball on Friday, college football on Saturday, and the NFL on Sunday. Like the soup, the play, NFL playoffs and the Super Bowl. Oh my God! It's going to be late winter, early spring. Sports overload. Yeah, and then the spring training for baseball, and then you have probably the NBA season back running uh, in their season at the same time. Yeah, hockey. It could be. It could be a, a sports uh, podcaster's dream. That, that would be like a, a smorgasbord of sports. And then you've got... Say that 10 times well, fast. Well, you literally would have every college sport playing at exactly the same time and every high school sport playing at exactly the same time. Every pro sport, you know, the NFL finishing up while the NBA is in the middle of the season and the Major League Baseball is picking up. Like, it's going to be insane. That would be insane. Now you just hope there's enough referees. <laughs> well, for high school for high school sports, it's going to be hard because those referees play, they do all the sports. Yeah, a lot of guys do football and then baseball and basketball and basketball. And if they're all going at the same time, it's a lot of cash somebody's going to be making. Yeah, It'll be really tired refs. Yeah, might have to get into refing. <laughs> some- yeah, shut down the H twelve and H12. become a basketball ref. Yeah, I'm going to do that. That's oh, not happening. People. That's not happening. No way. Don't think about expansion. It. Let's not talk worldwide. Yeah, uh, there is actually a bullpen in this place now. So if anybody needs to come out and pitch, I'm sure they can find a flat spot for softball pitchers as oh, yeah, well just as in front. Yeah, yeah, just in front. Yeah. And then uh, and, and a dirt clay. Can I work. talk about that for a second? Go ahead, man. I'll tell you what. Hey, we've been doing live at bats 
where the pitcher's on the mound and he's getting after it. He's got a catcher and then you got a hitter. And so the hitter's actually, it's not batting practice. It's I'm throwing, you know, basketball, curveball, changeup, splits, whatever, and, and getting after it. And the feedback has been so awesome for it. And that, that's usually going on on Saturdays. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, let me ask you a question yeah. since uh, you're coughing and you, you paused. Are you guys doing any simulated games using your hit tracks and the pitching? That is that is w- when they're doing the, the live at-bats, we also have the hit tracks set up. And uh, so you can see the pitch velocity coming in. And then the hitter gets to see their exit velocity, the distance the ball fly. And you can pick your stadium, whether it's Fenway or Petco or you know, Yankee stadium or whatever. Um, and, and yeah, there's a game mode, which, you know, we're trying, we've held off on, um, our little league and high school hit tracks league just to see how the school schedule works. Cause schools are, are starting up again here in, in San Diego. So, um, I want to get it to where it fits into everybody's schedule, but I'm actually in negotiations for a second hit tracks system so we can have both cages going full having a blast getting your swings in being competitive and having fun um and that's the next step well if i want to bring my team down and we want to do the use the pitching mound and the hit tracks could we essentially play a scrimmage yes that's that's what i'm talking yes about. and we've got so much open space you can socially distance um you know we do uh have uh everything sprayed down um, you know, we wipe everything, hand sanitizers, socially distance and, and everything's open. So it's not jammed up and it's been really, really good. Um, as far as the feedback and like you said, you bring a team in, you can do a scrimmage. That's awesome. H12 sports we, Academy. Yeah. We, we can punch in your names and do a lineup. It tells you who's hitting, tells you if it's a hit and there double play, triple, whatever. It's I awesome. can tell you what my end of season party parents against kids. Uh, instead of going bowling at the uh, neon bowling, come down here and have a parents versus kids scrimmage in the on the hit tracks. You, you should see when a coach gets into hit because you can you can like elevate. You know, you can pretend like the oh, kids are hitting. Like, you can boost the kids. Yeah, yeah. Boost, yeah. There's a there's a boost mode on it. So yeah, it's, it, I'll tell you what. I mean, we've just scratched the surface on this, um, but it's it's there's so many the different options we can do. So I like it's been tough waiting. Because I want to make sure that when we do it, that it works right. And yeah. it's not, it's not a, a circus. So, but that's coming. That's coming soon. Thanks wow. for, thanks for bringing that. Appreciate oh, it. no, man. I want to, I want to get out there and see myself throw 35 and then not be able to move my arm for a week. <laughs> <laughs> I throw a thousand pitches a day. I don't know how I do it really. Ouch. All right. So back to the Padres, a couple of quick things. Um, I know you want to talk a little bit about uh, Yankees import Larry Rothschild, the pitching coach. Yeah, um, you know it's it's tough because I mean, you you bring in Rothschild, but you you lose Ballsy, and and Ballsy was a, a guy who was very well respected, um, and and did a great job. But I, I think this is where not that you clean house, you just have a different voice, uh, you know. Um, and and Rothschild comes from a championship, you know, pedigree with the Yankees. And and his knowledge and experience um, working with veteran guys and, and young guys, fixing guys, he fixes them. That's what I like about him. He doesn't just go, okay, yeah, just go do what you do. He's not afraid to go, hey, you need to fix this. This is what's wrong. Um, and and he's successful with it. Yeah, and uh, the way they pitch has changed. 
Yes. Yes. And, and that's, you, you see, um, well, you see Mejia, um, and, and had just checking out the dugout. Um, I, I'm pretty sure how they approach a game is different. Um, well, of course it's different. It's different coaches, different people. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, if you and I made a lineup, they would be different. The same people, just the way that we think. Just mine would be better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only laughing because I've known you forever. And yes, it would be different. And there's only one game I've ever beat you at. Anyway, um, but the I, I think that his, his, his just his aura, his the atmosphere he's created with the pitching staff, um, it, it, it allows them to be them. But, I mean, like Lamette. Oh. <sighs> Is like a no hitter every he, time, he, almost. You know, he. I mean, he's got electric stuff, and you're like, man, that's some good stuff. And you saw him last year, and you're like, man, this. But now you're seeing him go out and do his stuff is filthy. Yeah, his fastball and his slider come out of the same spot, oh, same slot, and you can't tell which one's coming. It's it, it's it's just you know, uh, it reminds me on a smaller scale. I don't know if you ever hit off Todd Holverson. His fastball and slider came out mm-hmm. exactly the same spot. And I've never had trouble picking up pitches on anybody that I ever faced. Guys throwing 100, guys throwing 70, maybe maybe a sidearm lefty one time. But with Todd, I couldn't tell whether he's throwing a fastball or a slider ever. Mm-hmm. And that's what I see from Lamette. Like, I watch the hitters and how they react. They can't tell which one it is. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, he's got... In the Except move. it's 98. Yeah, it's 98 with movement. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. This is not fair. It's it's literally, he has a chance to throw a no-hitter every time he goes and pitches. Yep, yep, and that's exciting. I, I think Paddock is going to be that way. Um, Paddock's a fly ball pitcher that he's fastball up in the zone. He's bringing this curveball now that's helping out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to be successful with a curveball because you can, t- when it's going to be a strike, you can tell it's going to be a strike because right. it goes up out of the hand. Mm-hmm. It's like really easy to pick up. So really, it's it, to be effective, it's a strike one pitch mm-hmm. and it's a strike out pitch. You right. can't really throw it, you know, two one because it's like, oh, I can see that coming from right. a mile away if you throw it for a strike. Yep. But uh, he he really throws a four seam fastball up. That's that's what he throws. And if he's not throwing ninety eight, yeah. Well, I and I think that's where he's going to have to evolve. I mean, I can I can go and give you a, a couple different pitchers that were just flamethrowers, and now they've had to learn how to pitch. You know, Greg Maddox doesn't count. Well, no, I mean, like if you if no, I think Paddock's fine until you get to the fourth time you face the same team, like you did with the Dodgers. It's if it was the first time they played the Dodgers, you'd probably get away with it. But I think yeah. that's the th- third time this year he p- pitched against the Dodgers. It's a little more difficult. Yeah, well, that's true, but you know, and that's where if you have secondary pitches, that's where you can start making up your sequence. Throwing a lot more changeups. Yeah, and it's been getting pretty good. Well, I mean, Davies, <laughs> Davies <laughs> is throwing wiffle balls up there, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I marveled again at his last outing. Um, it just even if you know it's coming, it just looks so good and then right off the table. Yeah, the Padres have been having a little, a lot of change though. Um, I, w- I was really surprised this week when um, Jorge Mateo came up and Ty France went down. I know Ty France is one of your favorite he, players because yeah. he's so versatile and he swings a stick. He's a bat. He's a bat. And and he can play, you know, three different positions for you. Um, I was really shocked at that because um, really having him and Garcia as your, you know, first two off the bench, 
is a nice little combo. I can bring a guy off the bench, might take it deep, and I got another guy bring it off and, and start a rally, which I think they've both been really successful at. So I I didn't understand that unless, like I said, maybe they're keeping them healthy for this this trade that they're going to do. I I think um I think there's a good chance that Fam's hurt and they wanted another outfielder. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I just don't know why he sent down France. I don't either. He was swinging the bat. I I don't have his numbers right off the top of my head, but he always puts together good at bats. And you brought up a rookie, fits into your speed model. Plays left field, but he's essentially a non. I don't think he switch hits. I think he's a essentially a non switch hitting jerks and profile. They've yeah. got the same body type. They, you know. Yeah, I I just like I say, you send a bat down that can leave the yard, and you already have one rookie in Oliveras. And now you brought up another rookie, another an unproven major league player in a sixty game season. Yeah, when you should be having. Uh, experience, at least in my opinion, it's a good time to have experienced players in the lineup mm-hmm. um, because they understand what's happening. And you, and you've got a situation where you're literally going from the hotel to the stadium, the hotel to the stadium, the hotel to the stadium. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, and like um, I said, uh, there may be something in the works. I mean, your holes are catching in left field. Well, if Mateo can hit a little bit and he's playing left and he, and he causes havoc on the bases, great. A name I'm going to throw out there is Brian McCann. Yeah, uh, I like the Brian McCann thought, but if you just before we get into that, let's take one step back and look at what the Padres have in the outfield. You know, Fam's been DHing. You have Myers, you have Grisham, and then you have a whole bunch of guys that are just getting rotated in and out. You still have Oliveras. You've got Tremel in the minors or whatever the, the Texas call, squad. whatever you want to call the other group. Why are they rotating? Why isn't it just gone to one guy? Yeah. Why are you putting the guy that's batting 160 in left field because you might hit a home run? If if you're going to do it and you want young players to play, pick one, put him out there and see what happens. You right. can, you've got Jorge Ona too, right? Yeah. You, you, well, you got to get some consistency, you know, and that's the part that any hitter. Give them a bat, see if they can do it. And if they can't, bring in somebody else, give somebody else a bat. Unless you want to go make a deal. Mm-hmm. bring in a guy like McCann, put him in the DH and rotate him at catcher and then stick fam back out at left, whether or not his elbows hurting or not. Yeah. Well, um, I think if the Padres are going to make a move, it, it, it should be Matt leaders. It, Just kidding. It's, <laughs> it, it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be a guy who's going to help push you. Otherwise you're <laughs> giving away those prospects that you've coveted. So, <clears throat> you know, I don't care what you do. If you go get Lindor, you know, I don't. I don't care. You're going to give up something, not much to go get McCann, and he's a veteran backstop guy. Yeah, and they instead, can swing it. Instead, you go get a first baseman. Yeah. Well, I don't. Uh, no, I just. It, I mean, it's this, just this, another DH. Yeah, the, essentially. The, but but you know what that told move, me? What? That told me Cronworth won the job at second base because they don't want to play in first base anymore. Yeah, I mean, well, he, he's earned it though. Absolutely. I mean, and, Twenty and games the, in, he's hitting. 320. Yeah. I mean, couple he, he's bombs, earned it. Playing and, good second base. Playing I, great right next to Manny Machado when he's playing short right field. Which, how many times is Manny deep throw from right field and got him? Why are they playing that deep? Why is every play so close at first base? Yeah. Why did, Why are they doing that? He's going to grunt. Like, move in 10 more feet and then make it a more simple play and not have to play like a crazy short hop in the grass. He's playing 80 feet away normally, and now you have him playing 150 feet and away. And we get two right fielders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I still don't know how you mark that in a scorebook. Well, that's how the, the, the one of the guys got a base hit because he beat out the ground ball to Manny in right field. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. I mean, eh, the shift. I get it. But. Yeah, I get it too. I I was just happy to see that one of the Diamond Bats players dropped down a bunt yeah. and, and beat it out because, you know, you should. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing as a knock anywhere else. I, I saw Profar on a one-two pitch that was away hit a fly ball to center when all he had to do was play pepper with third base because there wasn't anybody yeah. within 75 feet. Yeah. He could have, and he would have had a double. Yeah. Well, that's where our baseball egos go. Well, they can shift all they want. The Ted Williams theory. They, they can shift all they want. I'll just hit it over their head. Yeah, well, I'll take a double down the line on a weak ground ball to third base any day. Yeah. Well, especially when you see those and it's a tie ball game or a one run ball game, you're giving them a bag. You're giving, you're giving it to them. Here, boop, boop, and then I'll take my friend. And that's how the rally started with the, the Diamondbacks head inning. So. Yeah, and uh, the Franchi Cordero trade is looking much better now. Um, Franchi's on the D45 DL with the wrist injury. Oh, poor Franchi. But the thing is, he, Franchi was hitting like 160 for the Royals, Yeah, you know, with all of his superpower pop. And then it took him a week and a half to go on the DL and be, or the IL now and yeah. be done for the year. Yeah, poor Franchi. I, I, I hope you become a superstar, bud. Seriously. Yeah, uh, we love watching you play. Yeah, but, I uh, really do. But it was a really good trade um, <laughs> because the guys always hurt. And then speaking of hurt players, Luis Urias came off the, the COVID list for the Brewers, and he's back in there. He uh, didn't play last night, but he's uh, 4 for 11, batting 273. Solid. And maybe he'll get his career kick-started and uh, turn into the player that everybody thought he was. Well, I do know the hitting coach for them, and, and he is meticulous. So if there's any quirks in that swing, I'm pretty sure uh, – he could get it going. Yeah. And then uh, one other interesting little nugget. Nuggets. Nugget. Um, Major League Baseball was talking about possibly having a playoff bubble mm-hmm. in one or two cities where all the playoff games would be played because apparently there's one billion with the B dollars in revenue at stake for the playoffs this year. Wow. You wonder what TV money means? Yeah, That's with right. no fans buying the no $600 fans. tickets. $1 billion in TV revenue apparently up for <laughs> well, uh, at risk if uh, the playoffs turn into the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, I think um, they had mentioned California and Florida. So well, you, Southern California would be perfect because you have three stadiums. Yeah, you got three stadiums. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you could. I mean, you've got what? Well, it's going to be 16 teams. You're going to do something on the East Coast? Yeah, I mean, you or, could do you could do a cluster like New York, Boston, you know, there. You could do Chicago with the two stadiums. Well, you got Baltimore, Baltimore, New York, New yeah. York. You got two stadiums in New York. Yeah. And Boston. Boston. You, you could do four there. You could do that. You with, got Washington, too. Yeah. And then um, if you just wanted to have two stadiums closer together, you could do Chicago. You could do. I don't know how far away the Astros and the Rangers stadiums are. Oh no, that's that's really far, yeah, right? Yeah, that's Dallas, what I thought. Houston, um, and then you have you know all of the spring trading stadiums if you really wanted to go there, but it's not as good of experience to watch the game in those type of no, stadiums. No, no. no, no. Um, so I, if you did, if you did, you know, Anaheim, Dodger Stadium, Petco. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's your three, and then you do. You can do a short flight and do San Francisco and Oakland too, um, if you had to, well, yeah. and Arizona. 
Yeah. Like, like you can literally, it, and if you can sequester everybody and you have the same plane all the time, mm-hmm. you know, it could, it, that, it, well, it, they had to do that. It yeah, could work. You, you could still use the, the, the whatever taxi squads, uh, places that the Dodgers and An- uh, Angels and, and Padres are using too. Mm-hmm. Could, yeah. I mean, I, I think you're probably going to have to. Yeah, you're going to have to. $1 billion at stake. You do whatever you have. Now you know why they're playing the season, people. A billion. That's why they're playing the season. Do you know what advertising revenue is going to be for those playoffs? Oh my God. Everyone's watching. It's going to be like the Super Bowl. Yeah. Because there's nothing else to watch. Yep. The NBA will be over. The NFL may or may not be playing. Is hockey yeah. still playing? Hockey I, I think hockey started the playoffs. Uh, and uh, I think I saw an alert and I hadn't even know. I didn't even know they started playing yet. And the NBA apparently is starting the playoffs in a couple of days if they yeah. haven't started already. Mm. Haven't been following. Um, I've been working a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. All those uh, COVID projects. <laughs> oh, let's talk COVID oh projects. My oh my gosh. I know you have a list. I just built an eight by eight shed playhouse for my daughter, like lifted off the ground. So she has to climb in. So it's fun for my youngest kid with windows. And we built it with a clear corrugated roof. Oh, really? So you can actually see out the roof. So we, then the light comes in and it's underneath the tree. So it's shaded. There you go. Um, genius right clear engineering cl- yeah. yeah with a single slope clear roof with high, it was insane took me yeah, about three weeks of weekends to get it done but you you are she shedding fencing yes flooring you I'll name it you got it going on man this, front yarding i mean I've, I've seen your list yeah you, you give my wife a few moments and and we basically have a brand new house i've painted basically the entire inside of the house um, we're doing hardwood floors in the man cave. I've rebuilt my backyard twice, done the side yard, built two she sheds, redid my garage four times based on all the other construction that's going on. But is the TV working yet? No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't, the, don't buy an on Roku smart TV. It sucks. Okay. Just don't do it. Just let me come over and fix it for you. No, I d- you, you I've done a you I've do done that. a factory reset. I did that one where you download on a flash drive. It wouldn't do it. So I'm yeah I'm, I'm I have twelve emails with the company and they still need oh I need a sticker for this one to send it back. So I got to take that off and redo it again. So I mean not on. <clears throat> you need to take it off. Yes, not on. yes, no. <laughs> uh, did redid my front yard, which that was fun. Um, and now we're we got one more project. I'm extending the fence. Painted the fence. Redid the lights. <sighs> I'm exhausted. I can't wait to go back to work. <laughs> I can't wait to go back to work. So uh, anyway. Some of us have been working the whole time. Yeah. We, luckily. We're luckily. We're you lucky. are lucky. Yeah. All right. So I have something fun to share with you. And I feel bad for the use, the listeners at home because they're not going to be able to, to uh, see this. So let me find a way i'm gonna come over to your microphone i'm gonna play this video really loud and i want to get your reaction this would be great okay so hold on he's moving eh? got my i got my face mask on i'm ready to talk here there we go all right so this is the basketball beer challenge you ready for this basketball basketball beer challenge oh geez oh geez oh geez oh my goodness that's where's the sound? Awesome. Where's the sound? There's no sound. 
It doesn't like you. Ooh, slow mo. Oh, <laughs> okay. You guys got to watch this. Basketball beer challenges, baby. And straight. Off the so cup. basically, what you do is you take your, your your cup and you set it on a basketball and you hold it about chin high and you drop it, the basketball, and then your cup bounces okay, up and you have lady, to catch it. This lady's cheating. She's using. Oh no! no that, okay. uh, she has like a zima. Oh, oh, Whoa! Oh. It went over. <laughs> the basketball hit the ground, and the the watch this guy. This guy is legit. He's walking, bounces the basketball, catches the beer, chugs it, and throws the beer. That's amazing. Oh, watch watch this watch this lady. She's got her basketball. She's got her beer. It's a little bit over waist high. Oh, oh she almost oh. drops it, but she saves it. She's smiling. She's fixing her hair. She's ready to come. Here she goes. Here she goes. Drops the basketball. Beer flies over, hits her in the face. She falls down, oh. knocks over the umbrella, knocks over this <laughs> table. Wow. Everything's down. She's down. Oh, here comes the head high basketball. Beer oh, on top. Slow motion. Slow motion. Super slow mo. Up oh, bounces. Oh, it's angled. Boom. It's angled. It's angled. Straight. Oh, black eye. Beer can in the eye. Down she goes. Beer flying all over the place. Uh. <laughs> oh, here's a guy that looks like Donald Trump. And of course he did it. He Winning. catches it. It's the greatest catch ever. Uh, uh, did t- he did it with one hand. You <laughs> <laughs> may see that's incredible. Uh, so everybody the- needs to look up the bottle beer challenge. Oh my god! Okay, I'm gonna I, look. There's a secret. Oh, to champagne this. glass. There's a secret to this though. Oh, it, oh, and it did a flip. Oh, oh. the champagne is in the. <laughs> Oh, in the okay. face. Yes. Guys, right. you're going to enjoy a lot of this video. Uh, oh. oh, here's the guy with the Corona. Time out. He's got a denim jacket that I had from 1992. All right. Let's All right. see what happens. Oh, oh. oh he uh, caught it. Oh, he, he got lucky. He got, got lucky. It. So, right. so what? that's the basketball beer challenge? The basketball beer challenge. And uh, I want to show you some fails. There's some legit fails here. It's all off of uh, YouTube, right? Um, YouTube, TikTok. It's like a TikTok, TikTok okay. thing. Still on my phone. Hey, look, it's a mac and cheese commercial. Very nice. Because it's the cheesiest. It's the cheesiest. It's the che- we got sound on this one. All right, good. Here comes another commercial. Another commercial. Can we skip forward on that? Uh, it says our video will play after the ad. We okay. we didn't plan, and I didn't. Uh, full, full screen. Okay. Oh, we already saw the Donald Trump guy. Drinking water with one hand. Believe me. It's amazing. He's a little shorter than I thought. Look, I did it. We all, we all, we all just saw it. Nice hair. That's beautiful. Yeah. So the basketball beer challenge. Um, might have to do that. Ready? Watch this. Uh oh. Here she goes. Oh. 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 Didn't work. Okay. We might. We, your turn. Oh, and he did it first try. All right, good for him. Excellent. All right, well, hey, I might have to uh, check that out. Maybe start off with a plastic water bottle so I don't thrash everything. Yeah, this is way better than like the kick the water bottle with the foot and have the cap come off. People are getting drilled in the um, parts that you don't want to be drilled in. Off the cup. Yeah, yeah you need to wear a cup. Wear a cup when you do this, okay? And and maybe a helmet. I saw a lot of facials. <laughs> yeah, a lot one. of people got smoked. So. Uh, some some beers that flew into the neighbor's yard over the fence. Yes, <laughs> but I could I could definitely see you, know, you get good at it and you had some swag. There was one guy that Go dropped, viral. had a person drop it. It flew into the pool. He jumped into the pool, grabbed the beer, landed in the pool and chugged the beer and then flicked the bottle out of the pool. Wow. Which we do not recommend Ish, having not, bottles flying into your pool. Yes. Drinking and pooling. Not but good. Never want to have glass by the pool. That's no, not good. Not especially clear glass. Yes. Because, yeah. 
Unless you, yeah, no, nobody you wants, no, nobody wants to drain the nobody. pool. Nobody. 30,000. All right. Remember, everybody, follow us on Twitter if you want. Off the Cut Pod. Follow us on Instagram. It's, it's a nice little place. Mm-hmm. Uh, Off the Cut Podcast. Follow us on Facebook. We have a page called Off the Cut Podcast. And if uh, Hoppy ever gets it together, we'll have some hats and shirts coming up soon. I know. I got to work on that. Please. Okay. I need my Off the Cup shirt. Yes. And my Off the Cup hat. Okay. I need marketing here. I'll get it. We want more than 3,000 people listening to the podcast. Yes. 3,000 just isn't enough every week. Okay. We'll get it. Um, we want our I'll sponsorship revenue to go up. Yes. I'm going to get an online store going. We need somebody else other than H12 sponsoring our podcast. Yes. It's, you know, Although it's a, we do a have heavy. a nice studio. Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad. And uh, at some point, we'll be doing Facebook Live. and then you can Yeah, see, I'm fired up for that. You dude. guys can all see my Oregon Ducks uh, shirt. Yeah, yeah I'm going to wear shades when you do that next time. Oh, yeah. all right. I brought some just in case, but Sweet. we weren't prepared. Okay, right. um, maybe someday we'll get to the topic second baseman of all time that we've been trying to get to for a month. That might be, that might be what we just always... <laughs> That'll be our, always our last thing. Up, oh, all always right, our time last to go. thing. <laughs> yeah. Love it. We're, and just remember, this is podcast number eleven. Eleven. You, you know what that it? means? <laughs> Next week Next we do number thirteen. No, no, we skip number twelve. Just no. like just like they skip skip number thirteen and on your elevator, we skip <sighs> number twelve. No, <laughs> yeah, no. Be sure to tune in for episode thirteen next week. No, we're doing. <laughs> We're doing 12. All right. And so, then 12B. Well, here we go. For episode 12, we will let Hoppy put together all of the content. Oh, my God. And he can be the host for the podcast. Oh, my God. I'm not I'm a good host. I'm a good caller. I'm not a good host. All right. So I'm a co- uh, scratch that. Co-host. He's a co-host. I'm a co-host. <laughs> um, we will do uh, the origins of the number 12, just like the movie, uh, the number 13. In 23. Remember that movie? Oh, the number 23. 23 was a great movie. <sighs> Scary. So we're going to do... Are you whistling? Yeah. <laughs> we're going to have Jim Carrey on next week to talk about the movie. Oh, God. How <laughs> awesome would that be? Actually, that's not true. People. Hello, everybody. That's not true. Um, that was my weak impression of Jim Carrey. Well, I thought that was your weak impression of me starting the show while you're still talking uh, about something probably, else. Probably. Um, uh, the other thing we need to do here is uh, sign off because this podcast is over. It is. It is. And I, I, I can I just give a shout out to Bob Dunn McKenzie, our characters just hanging out. No, you can't. <laughs> All right. Let me sign off. Sign off then. They're not real people. Yeah, they are. They're cool. They are cool, Sign up. and you'll see them whenever we get our Facebook Live up from yes. the H12 Sports Academy in beautiful Santee, California. If you want to be on the podcast, hit us up and let us know, and maybe, just maybe, we will bring you on. That'd be sweet. Sign up. Sign up. Woo! <laughs>